Hey, Business Building Warrior, welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Today is an episode with a guest who I'll be bringing on in just a couple moments. It's yet another student who's using the proven Amazon course strategies that you hear us talk about so much around here. And he's built an incredible business. Actually, just a few days ago, he had his first ever $10,000 sales day. And he said it was at a profit margin, I think he said 30, 35% something like that. Really nice net profit margin day. So he's very excited about that. Now that's not typical, of course. He's running at about $30,000 average per month sales right now, but it's enough for him to have gone full-time. He left his job, as he'll explain, and this is how he provides for his family now. Interestingly enough, he's got four boys and a girl, just like I do. His girl is his oldest. My girl is my youngest. But other than that, an un- unusual mix, but we had that in common. We spent a little bit of time talking about family dynamics today, how we've kind of integrated the family into the business, the benefits of that, as well as how he finds all this profitable inventory. He's got a virtual assistant now working for him who finds replens for him profitable Amazon products every day. He wakes up to more of them. They, this particular virtual assistant who's working just for him has found 200 profitable. ASINs or profitable listings in the first two months that they've been working for him. It's someone who was trained through our proven Replens VA program. We'll stick a link to that in the show notes. We've had a couple hundred people now purchase one of these virtual assistants to help them in their business. So we do the heavy lifting. We find and train, we vet, make sure that they're really good at finding profitable products. And then we turn them over to a single seller, in this case, today's guest. And he has been benefiting very much. He said the investment paid off very quickly. So look into that if you want someone to help you find profitable products every day. We've got a great resource for you in the provenreplensva.com program. So my guest today, his name is Justin Van Sloten. And I think you're going to really enjoy getting to know him. Very plain spoken, not a big flashy, unreachable type of success story. I know sometimes people say, wow, I could, I can just never see myself having a hundred thousand dollar a month Amazon business. This seems so unreachable. Well, there's just another guy who's followed the steps, thousand dollar a day business, provides for his family, very flexible lifestyle, and they're enjoying the benefits of the fruits of their labor. Again, working right alongside his wife and kids every day having left the career about the time COVID started is when he left his last real job. And you're going to enjoy diving into today's story. So let's get Justin on the line right now. So Justin, welcome to the show, buddy. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Appreciate this opportunity. I consider it a big opportunity for for myself as well and for the listeners today. So let's jump into your story, buddy. What do you Uh, say? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, um, We've been doing the Amazon thing for, I think it's been almost six years. And I know it's funny having me on because I feel like I'm just a regular Joe. I'm not anybody special or anything, but, uh, but I, you know, things have just grown every year. They've just little by little steady over time have just grown. And uh, two years ago, we were able to, to leave our, I was able to leave my regular full-time job and go into this full-time and uh, I've never looked back and it just keeps, and it, even then it just continues to grow and grow and uh, little nuggets of new things I learn, And, and it just, uh, so it's been a real, real blessing along the way. What did you do before you started your e-commerce career? Well, I've done all kinds of things. We actually lived in, my wife's Japanese, we actually lived in Japan for many years, almost 14 years. And uh, it was time to come back to the States. And when we came back, I really didn't have any jobs or anything lined up, but I knew that I wanted to have a, a little job, my own little business that I could use to incorporate my family and spend more time with them and things. So once we moved back, I had to kind of take whatever I could get. And so I worked for a publishing company, basically selling ads and things, which was a blessing to have that paid the bills and things, but it was uh, definitely not what I wanted to do for the long run. But I was able to work it out with them that they would let me take Fridays off. I was doing Amazon on Saturdays, but I needed a little more time and so I worked out with them that I could just work there 32 hours a week and take Fridays off. So Fridays and Saturdays, I was doing uh, Amazon stuff and just continued to grow and grow. And then when the, when COVID hit, this particular magazine I was working on, all the sales, and I, I, get pay, I was getting paid by commission, all the sales just dove. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I could have stayed on there and made a lot less money or made the jump. And it just seemed like it was the time. And instantly I started making more money. I was already, my one or two days on Amazon was almost equaling everything I was doing on my full-time job. So right. it was just a great time to, to transition. So, so two years after leaping mm-hmm. full-time from the having a real job, no yep. regrets, it sounds like, right? Yeah. No. Uh-uh. Beautiful. Tell us a little bit about your yourself, your family. Your wife's from Japan. Do you speak Japanese as well? You were there fourteen. I, I get by all right in in Japanese, but uh, I'm probably one of those guys that we made fun of when we were kids. You know, those poor foreigners who come here and they can't speak very well. I was that was me <laughs> in Japan. But uh, me too. Japanese are so gracious; they were nice to me. But um, yeah, I got by all right. I had to learn a certain level in order to communicate with. Uh, I had I taught English and I had little English classes of my own, and I had to be able to converse with the parents and things like this and and yeah, of course get okay. around and stuff but uh a lot of it i had to rely on my, my my poor wife you know if there was anything serious with bills or buying houses or doing all kinds of things so i was not at that level <laughs> sure it's a pretty intense language yeah yeah in, it is, yeah. in contrast it's not one of the latin languages for sure you know i, I spent uh, no. we spent 100 plus days in guatemala adopting yeah. our now 15 coming up on 16 year old daughter oh, and uh, when she was an infant. So it's uh-huh. been a while. But we were yeah. in country for a long time. And I learned just enough to be hilarious to everybody <laughs> that I spoke to. Yeah. But I could communicate. <laughs> so oh. they would they would talk to me while laughing at me. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, I figured it, I got my way around. So yeah, yeah that's great. It's fun. People are usually gracious if you're trying to use their language. Oh, they're pretty nice. Of course. So. They appreciate yeah. the effort. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, you're this is a six year journey for you. Let's yeah. maybe talk about some of the early days. What were you doing on yeah. Amazon six years ago? And I would guess books and scanning barcodes and just kind of finding what you exactly, could find, yeah. right? Yep, it was basically books when I first started out. Yep, I was, uh, I had my eyes open. I was looking for things to do, I was looking for things I could that would allow me to come home and spend time with my family. And I got a book from somebody selling books on Amazon. And I started that and he had some really good system and stuff. And I was going around all these library sales and different things. And then Amazon really changed their, uh, the payouts on the books because probably they were getting so many books that they just, you know, they wanted to lessen that. So you'd send in better books than all the stuff that people right. were sending in. But I knew there was other people though. That I, if my, with my little bit that I had done on Amazon, I had seen that other people were doing well selling other things, but I just, I didn't know what Keepa was. I didn't know any of these other tools that were out there and stuff. And um, so I went to a conference and uh, I tried this other e-commerce business, just selling stuff through um, Shopify and things like this. And I spent like a thousand dollars. I think I sold one fingerling monkey or something. Uh, oh no. <laughs> on that. But, but the good thing that came out of that was I met another family at that conference that was doing stuff on Amazon. Mm. And I knew, I just felt like there was something there. And so I asked him, I said, Hey, would you guys be willing to, I didn't know him very well, but I kind of stumbled into all kinds of things. I just asked people stuff. And I'm, I apologize later usually, cause I'm I just, that's, I think we kind of, we kind of all have to just kind of learn just to stick our, our necks out a little bit. And, and, but people are very, usually very gracious and stuff. So absolutely. Yeah. I don't know of any yeah. financially successful people who have built yeah. a business. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about the trust fund baby spending daddy's millions. I'm talking right. about people who have built a business. Mm-hmm. who aren't just the most genuine, helpful, thoughtful, caring people. Yep. And if they truly know that you're going to take their advice seriously, they'll yeah. give it to you. Yeah. And that's what happened. I asked this this family, this couple, uh, say, hey, would you guys be willing to just kind of help me with what you guys do on Amazon, what you do? And uh, they walked me through the basics and they uh, they lived in another state, but they we got online and they showed me some stuff. And and uh, pretty soon I was like, wow, okay, I've got all these, I've got the techniques and stuff. And then they said, also, you should go to uh, check out the, all the silent sales stuff. And so I went over there and I got the, uh, you know, got all the classes and everything. And, and so uh, they, they directed you into this community. They did. Yep. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Well, yep. thank you, mystery family. Appreciate yeah. it. That's our only, that's our marketing right there. <laughs> we don't, our marketing yeah. budget is $0 as of today. We're, yeah. we're going to start doing something soon. I think spending some money on ads. We've been told we're crazy that yeah. we don't, but that's okay. our most powerful marketing right there is people that know, like, and trust us telling other good people. Well, about yeah. It. I mean, that, I mean, the, the content is just so, so great. And you guys are always adding new things. And that's why I like being a part of this community because 
I don't know what the next thing's going to happen. I don't know what the next difficulties are. I don't know what the next opportunities are, but somebody knows at least part of those things and they all come to this kind of town square as it were. And so we, we can all go, Oh, okay. There's the next thing to look out for. There's the next opportunity to take advantage of and stuff. So that's, yeah. that's been you know, as I'm hearing you say that, Justin, I'm thinking we've kind of crowdsourced our research and development. <laughs> you know, that's what we've done. Yeah. We've, we've yeah. spread the risk across a large group. Yeah. First guy who stubs his toe in the dark tells the rest of us like, Hey, look out. You know, there's a, there's right. a brick wall in the dark over here. And we <laughs> right. just kind of do this thing together and, and you get enough people doing that and it, it's a pretty special arrangement. Yeah, that's a that's a good yeah. observation. I like that. Yeah, so that's been really helpful. But that but just hooking up with that family and then getting the the classes and things really just allowed me to begin to do things in a much wiser way than I was doing them before. And then just yeah, just spending a lot of time trying not to waste any time you know, we have five children. And so if I wasn't working, I was spending time with them. And uh, just thankfully, little by little, it grew. And then my, uh, my daughter was a real big help. She's our oldest child. When I was sourcing on Fridays and Saturdays, when I saw my regular job, she was busy processing and packaging and wow. shipping it out for me. That's awesome. How old is she yeah. now? Now she's 20. She just got married about three months ago. Oh, good for her. Does she oh, keep those yeah. entrepreneurial instincts kind of going in her life yeah, in her does. life path. Yeah. yeah, she does. She wants to try some different different things. And I'm always thinking in the back of my mind, like uh, you know, her husband works really hard and they're doing stuff. And I just think like, well, I wonder if they, you know, as when you're young, you can do all kinds of stuff. But then when you know you start getting children and you get busy and stuff, you need a lot more money and a lot less time. And so, you know, I'm just thinking about in the future, you know, I'd love to find a way to incorporate uh, them or, or give them a part of the business or, or I don't know, I'm always thinking in those, in those terms, but in addition to my daughter, my sons, uh, help a lot too. They, they do a lot now that she's moved out of the house. She's still, it was real sweet. After she got married, she said, Hey dad, can I come help you this summer and uh, work for you this summer? So I was really blessed that she wanted to do that. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Here they are starting their own life and they still want to be a part of what the family's kind of built together. That's a lot of the benefit of doing life under one roof. Mm -hmm you know, with your kids around. And did I see in your bio, you guys homeschooled? Is that right? We do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Even in Japan, we did. Yeah. Yeah. Phenomenal. So did we with five kids as well. And it sounds like similar age range, potentially. I mean, my oldest is 24. Youngest is 15. Our youngest is eight. Yeah. So we're a little ahead of you, but just having done, you know, that's all they've ever known is dad does his e-commerce business from home. And yeah, we've always had an office or a warehouse or something, but I'm Mm -hmm. typically not there. I'm typically home and Mm -hmm. working on the business and they're a part of it to whatever degree that they have the freedom to be or interest in being. So it's it's paid huge dividends though for us. We've seen the results of doing life and business and family kind of all together, mixing it all in together. You turn it all off at night and you know do family things, but during the day, it's kind of this big mixed bag of business meets life meets yep. whatever the challenges of the day are. Yeah. So. Yeah. And you learn and you become, I don't know, I become a better person because you can't just, if, you know, if it's an employee, you're not going to spend very much time with, you can kind of blow them off or not talk to them or whatever. But here you kind of are forced to, you know, maintain relationships and it, it makes you a better person, I think, to, uh, to do that. It's always fun sometimes, but it, but I think in the long run, you know, it really starts to congeal and things work together. And it's just, uh, I don't know, it's just, it's just a big blessing. Yeah, it is. You know, it, you hit on a topic that we could very easily go down that road further uh, at some point. I don't think we will now, but just that, that normal everyday friction that families have, you add a yeah. business in, there's mm-hmm. going to be some other challenges and frictions yeah. and things, right? But learning to navigate that, the strength and the bond of those relationships that mm-hmm. that result from having served others mm-hmm. well together, there's no stronger bond. You know, we, yeah. we look at these corporate team building exercises like, hey, let's go out and <laughs> climb on a rope and catch each other in trust falls. It's like, okay, yeah, yeah you can build yeah. some team that way, but right. you really want to get that team close. Yeah. Have them serve others well together. Mm-hmm. And and the the higher the stakes, the better. Yep. Right, like some of the closest relationships are people that like would operate and save the life of a dying patient, for example. Yep. And they just form these bonds, you know. Like we actually save someone's life. Well, 
in business, like this is how we eat. This is this is what we do as a family to pay the bills around here. And we're all a part of making that happen. The stakes yeah. are fairly high. And that, yeah. that creates a bond that mm-hmm. uh, it's hard to replicate other ways. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And it's it's a blessing. We had, uh, I actually had my biggest sales week last week that I've ever had. And that was just, there was an opportunity that I saw. And, but it was going to take a little bit of coordination with my family and I was talking to my wife, said, Hey, sweetie, you know, there's a really good thing coming up, but I'm going to have to go away for two days. And when I come back, can you have everything ready so that I can just drop it in a box and we can get it out the door? And uh, between her and my, my daughter, they had it all prepped and ready. And then I, and then it just worked like clockwork. We put it in the boxes, put it right back in the van and took it to mm-hmm. the to UPS and shipped it all out. And uh, I couldn't do it without them. So, and it's, I try not to overwhelm my family because you can, you could do that, but, you know, I try to be reasonable with the things, but I think they enjoy being a part of it and, and, and doing it and knowing that they're oh. contributing to the family economies. So. Uh, yeah, absolutely. The lessons that are built in there and the perspective that your kids will have on this one day will crack you up. You know, you're doing what it takes <laughs> to pay the bills and yeah. run a six, successful business from their perspective, this, this, the way they describe these scenarios. Yeah. There's no damage being done there, buddy. There's only yeah. positives. I can just yeah. totally assure you, even yeah. if they would rather have been at the swimming pool or would rather have been doing something fun, instead yeah. they're serving others through business yeah. and seeing the results of that work. I think that's why we see such high character people come off the farm, mm-hmm. you know? Because right. yeah. with a farm, by very nature, we're getting up early, we're working hard, right. doing underappreciated work sometimes, and the end result doesn't come till harvest time, kind of. You know, right. delayed gratification, all those natural wow. built-in lessons. Yeah. When you have a business in your house, it's kind of a little version of that. Just the built-in mm-hmm. lessons of character and and honesty and integrity and delayed gratifications and planting seeds for the future. Man, your kids are going to benefit in huge ways. I'm sure they already have. I know mine certainly have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been a blessing to see them to work in the business and stuff. Even the little ones are carrying boxes and things, and so it's neat. Yeah, to have everybody pitch in. Yep. There's something anyone can do. Starting with one of the things we always encourage, like the young was like, what can my two-year-old possibly do? Well, to the degree that they're able to focus and pay attention for any length of time at all, tell them right. we need a pretty picture drawn on these, this stack of paper with these markers for each of these boxes, because yeah. these are going to people who are going to open the boxes and they would love to see a pretty drawing from you. Yeah. Right? That's the yeah. earliest. We've never been able to come up with something easy, maybe stickers, you know, we need a sticker on each box, right. you know, have an awesome day sticker on each of these boxes or whatever, you know, so they can contribute and yeah. they know they're yeah. doing it for other people, not for their own benefit, but for others. And yeah. that's a great lesson to learn, but yeah. I'm curious about this best day you just had. Tell yeah. us a story on that. And, and, you know, we can yeah. start to get back into business and numbers a little bit, maybe. Yeah. So there was an opportunity that came up. There's uh, it's a replenishable item I've sold in the past. And it's interesting, the longer you do this, the more in tune you become with products and sales cycles and things. And there was a certain product that I'd sold. I sell fairly often, but there's um, a certain time of the year, this time of the year, where it just goes gangbusters. And also some of the stores that we shop at put them on sale. And I knew from past experience, like, wow, you know, the iron is hot. It's time to strike. Get them as many as you can right now, right? Right. Yeah. And so... Thankfully, we're nimble enough. You know, that's one of the nice things too about being totally self-employed is now we're nimble enough. We can take advantage of those. Whereas in the past, it was just you kind of see it sailing by. But anyway, yeah, we were able to jump on that. And um, yeah, we had um we had like four and five thousand days, and we had a ten thousand dollar day, which I've never had before. And uh, those are all within a week's time. So it was just incredible. And that was really, really huge for us. So and and every year it keeps keeps a ten thousand dollar sales day. Yeah. First time it's happened for you in six years. That's something we're celebrating yeah. for sure, man. Well oh, done. Yeah, it was it was huge. It was great. Yeah. What was your net margin on that? A hundred percent ROI on each product we sold. So I'd say I think it was like thirty five hundred dollar day with in profit. That's tremendous. Really if I could do that every day, I'd be a millionaire. So <laughs> well, with it, in a year, that's a million bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in a year, that's a million dollars. Yeah. So not quite at that level. I can't. It's been, I can't maintain that uh, level yet, but uh, yeah, maybe so. <laughs> that's awesome, dude. That's a beautiful day. Yeah. But, yeah, but what is your, like, uh, give us, and we're kind of jumping forward a little bit. We can go back and fill uh-huh. in some gaps certainly later, but yeah. what are the average months looking like right now? Like what's your rolling 30 most month after month right now? We've averaged 
if you look at it over a year, we've averaged just over 30,000. So that's, uh, and that was my goal is to, I think in the past, it was like trying to make 25,000 a month. And then I thought, well, let's try to make average sales of 1100 a day, which is a little over 30,000 a month. Right. And uh, I've had months below that. It's like, oh man, but but then I've had months that totally make up for all of that. Yeah, and Q4 tends to get a little little bump too. I'd imagine everybody's shopping yeah. more, so we're coming up yeah, on Q4 that. Q4 is doing better, but this month is like a Q4. It's just crazy. So yeah, this month it's, it's but here we are in the middle of summer. For those who don't know, we're yeah. recording in uh, in July. Yeah, coming up on our live event in yeah. August 12th through 14th <laughs> in the summer of 2022. Chance for me to promo that theprovenconference.com, but. Yeah. Yeah, we're about halfway through the year, and it sounds like you've got a you're putting together. This is going to be your best year ever. It sounds like. Yeah, so far we're on track to. Uh, we've been beating every all the past months. I think it was one month where we were below last year, but all the other months are above. That's awesome. Well, well done, yeah. man. So let's let's talk through your routine. How you find this profitable inventory? Talk uh-huh. through your system, and I, I think you even had a, a few questions about it, so we can kind of do a little mini uh-huh. coaching session, brainstorming here, if sure. you'd like as well about your system. But, but talk us through what you're doing. How how do you find your inventory now? It's not scanning uh-huh. books at Goodwill anymore. <laughs> know that? Oh no, no, yeah. So so now I go to a lot of just a lot of stores, uh, a lot of regular stores, and um, so Tuesdays and Thursdays I go out shopping, and I've discovered that you can quickly one day of shopping can give you a whole other day of work. And then it seems like you need at least one day of like bookkeeping and and um, just other things you've got to catch up on. So two days is about all I can handle. It seems like I fudge on that. I'll sneak out and buy some stuff because there's a few opportunities here and there that I just can't let them pass yeah. by or whatever. But um, yeah, I'll do that. And um, I built up some replens that we go over again. And then uh, there's some good places I like to shop that have some pretty good discounts consistently. And I'll go to those places. And uh, I'll map those out. And uh, I'm, we're located in central Wisconsin. So uh, there's, I can kind of map out. I've got these different routes. That I'll do different days of the, uh, of the month. And uh, so this week, you know, I'll go to these two different zones I've created. And then on next week, I'll go to these other zones I've created. And I just keep going through those and finding all kinds of stuff. And then more recently, we hired a, a VA. Okay. Well, and so they're finding uh, they're they're uh, finding replenishables for us. Is that one of our uh, proven? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Kyle, I can't remember Kyle's last name. PRV Proven Replens Yeah. Yeah. That's our yeah. program where we're training virtual assistants how to work for one seller at a time. Yeah. Jump in there and get details. We'll stick a link in the show notes. Yeah, and that started so, at the end of May. Were you doing much? Uh, okay, uh, I want to hear how it's going, but you're doing mostly retail store shelves. It sounds like you're getting in the car a couple of days a week, going yep. around, hitting your circuit, hitting your replens, maybe a few discount items as well, because you know, your territory yep. and that's your primary model. How is, how much of this is online up until you get this virtual assistant? I don't like to be behind screens too long. I get kind of antsy. And, yeah. uh, and so I've, I've done some away successfully, but I just not the kind of person who can sit there very long. I'll, I'll start to go stir crazy. So I just got to get out and go, just get in the car and go. And, and that, that works for me better. Yeah. yeah. I, enjoy that, the real- I love hearing the contrast in this yeah. community because we have other people that say, I just cannot go into a store. I uh-huh. feel so awkward. I don't know what yeah. I'm doing. I don't want to be there. I just want to get out of there. I want to be sitting behind a screen running my business. Yeah. Right? It's just, there's so many ways to do this business. Right, yeah. We have some people who will literally never set foot in a store. They've never, they never buy retail near them at all. It's all <laughs> online only. So the contrast. Yeah, so you can is, do that, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But you got this proven uh-huh. replens VA working for you, uh-huh. and you said they started when? So the end of very end of May, May thirtieth, I think, was the first uh, list of things that he sent me. Okay, so we had about three so months. Now or today's so. the middle of July, so yeah. we've just been doing it. Not even a full two months yet. Yeah. Okay, about two months. Right. Yeah. And how's that going? Are they finding some good product for you? Oh yeah, he's doing great. He's. Uh, He's finding all kinds of of uh, of items. I think I've got nearly 200 ASINs that he sent me since then. That's awesome. And, uh, so now my biggest problem is just trying to keep up with him because mm-hmm. <laughs> he's finding all this stuff. And so I've got to 
I've got to take it to the next level and create a new system to help take advantage of everything that he's sending to me. Absolutely. Another VA to do some of the buying or, or hire a local yeah, friend maybe yeah. to do some of the buying. And it sounds to me like you need a shopper too. Right. Yeah. And I'm kind of experimenting with my daughter since she wanted to work for me this summer. I'm trying to you know get her to do some of these, uh, trying to send her out with a list and see how that goes and things like this. And eventually, it, of course, it'd be nice just to make it a turnkey style operation where I can just kind of sit back and tweak the little different facets of things that are going on. Yep. Um, you can get there doing the yeah. things that only you can do. And that list keeps shrinking as you create systems. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. But yeah, that's, that's awesome. when we, I, I don't, uh, I like going out, but I don't like, it's good to have this VA because he, uh, I'll take pictures of aisles for him. He does OA as well. He does online arbitrage okay. as well. Yeah. But I, I, uh, what I do is I take pictures of aisles and then I'll send those to him and have him go through it. I, I've done that and I can do it, but, uh, I'm so busy with other things. I don't have time to go through every aisle. And I just, I just knew that I was passing up stuff on the shelves. And sure enough, you know, I sent him pictures. He's like, oh, that's been in front of me every time I come here. And I never grabbed it. And- <laughs> that's right. I mean, it, it is. I say all the time, if someone gave me three hours and said, go find as many replens as you could, I'd yeah. go to stores. Maybe yeah. not the big recognized brand stores that everyone else right. can easily access anywhere in the country, but the regional stuff or the the stuff that's owned by a family, you know, and the kind of ethnic store, whatever, take some pictures, do some research. There's replens everywhere. So I love that you're taking pictures of store shelves. Now, I know when I take a picture of a store shelf, what all I try to include, mm-hmm. when you take a picture of a shelf, what, you, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Are you turning some barcodes so you can see them? Make sure you see the how many ounces are in the can, that sort of thing. Are you getting some pretty detailed pics? You're just giving them some ideas on some brands. I try to be as detailed as possible without spending too much time, you know, facing the aisle, turning everything forward. So I, yeah, I try to make sure that the it's their high resolution pictures that yeah, he can zoom in and see the ounces and he can see the price. Mm-hmm. I haven't really done the UPCs because I figure he'll he'll interact with the uh, with the website of that particular store at the same time. So he'll, he'll look at out. those and then he'll go on online to that to that store and and uh, kind of compare them and and things. Yeah and. Yeah, and I. How do you get your pictures? Because I'm assuming he's. Oh, you know, he's in the Philippines. If he's one of our PRV yeah. virtual assistants, uh, how do you get the pictures to him? Are you using a, a Google Drive free? Google I just account? email them to him. But I, that's one thing I need. It's one of those. See, I'm not a very techie guy. Yeah. So I've just been emailing to him. But uh, you lose resolution. Kinda, there's got to be a better way. Yeah. Yeah, you lose resolution that way. Have you noticed yeah. uh, when he opens? It, what you need want to do is get a free Google. If, if if you've got a Gmail account, you've got Google Drive. Okay. And just store the files there, upload them. And it's not complicated oh, to do rather than emailing them to him because now you got a nice full res picture that yeah. he can open and he's got the full, nice full re- res image that he's accessing. There you uh, go. Yeah, See, I get, there's little things you learn all the time and anybody, yeah. if I can, <laughs> I stumble my way through it. Other people can do it too. Yep. Yep. Well, well you've got to be on my, on my iPhone, just taking pictures with my iPhone and emailing him. Yeah. iPhone takes great pictures. And if, you know, if you're getting, uh, uh, you know, you can get 10 or 15 items in a, in a frame and zoom in. If it looks good, zoomed in on your iPhone and you can read all the detail, just upload that to a Google drive, shared Google drive, and you can access it anytime and just look for the new pictures every day at his convenience. That's the way to do it. Mm -hmm. Well done, man. You've got a, you've got a nice system going here for sure. Hey, quick interruption. We'll get back to the show in just a moment. But I want to make sure you know about The Proven Conference coming up August 12th through 14th, 2022 in Louisville, Kentucky. Join hundreds of your fellow business building warriors, the same people who listen to this podcast, the successful students you've heard interviewed, the coaches on our team. There's over 60 of them. We're all going to go, hundreds of us, to Louisville, Kentucky, August 12th through 14th. We want you there. Come hang out. Be a part of this incredible community. We've done this several times in the past. It gets better every single time. It's unlike any other conference you've ever been to because the stage and all the breakout sessions are comprised of the great leaders and students from our own community. We don't bring in outside experts that you could go watch on YouTube anytime you want. No, we are putting on stage the people that you'd love to meet face-to-face. It's an event unlike any you've ever attended. It will change your life. August 12th through 14th, 2022 in Louisville, Kentucky. See theprovenconference.com for details. Theprovenconference.com. There's a link in the show notes as well. Okay, let's get back to the program. 
yes. iPhone takes great pictures. And if yeah. you know if you're getting uh, uh, you know you can get ten or fifteen items in a in a frame yeah. and zoom in if it looks good zoomed in on your iPhone and you can read all the detail. Just upload that to a Google Drive, shared Google Drive, and he can access it anytime and just look for the new pictures yeah. every day at his convenience. That's the way to do it. Mm-hmm. Well done, man. You've got a you've got a nice system going here for sure. Well, what yeah. else can you tell us about your your business system? Any other tidbits we're missing from your strategy? And, and just to be clear with folks, uh, this is a lot of replens training, which is the proven Amazon course. We walk you right through the replens training. If you're new to this podcast and you hear us talking about finding these products, we're not scanning barcodes, mm-hmm. looking for discounts. Mm-hmm. We are talking about easily purchased full retail price products on mm-hmm. store shelves or on websites that you can source as often as you want because they're selling for a lot more money on some listings on Amazon that you sell against. That's the model. And you hear it on dozens of recent episodes of this podcast. But what else are you doing, if anything, to find profitable inventory? Any any other secrets to your strategies here? No, I just... I've kind of found places that work for me. And then I just go in over and over. And uh, occasionally when things... Well, that adding that BA was my biggest strategy lately because some of my months were not as good as others. And that was because I, you know, certain things I would buy weren't available or whatever the discounts dried up or whatever. And so I got the VA to kind of help in those lower months to kind of bring that up. Yeah. And you got a couple hundred new replanations in in two months though. Easily paying, paying for the investment. You would say at this point, it was a good investment for you to. Right. And now he's, He's, uh, you know, all these replans are all these new ASINs he's sending me are are paying for him. Um, you know, I didn't have those before, but now I've got these these profitable items, so I just go and get them, and that pays for him. And then whatever else I, you know, he sends me, you know, brings in extra money and stuff. I guess my strategy now is not so much finding new items; it's trying to deal with the ones I have. Yeah. And so eventually, I want to do more wholesale and more, maybe do private label and things like that, but. Uh, I'm just so busy with what I have now. And I agree with your idea that you need to nail one thing down before you go on to the next one, you know, bolt one thing down and then go to the next one. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Multiple income streams yeah. doesn't mean running around like crazy. It's it's right. bolting down, putting a system in place. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, some of the low-hanging fruit for you, I think, is getting a, a good reliable shopper that you're gonna pay and that's gonna cut into your margin a little bit, but it's gonna free up your time. And that's right, yeah. That's a good exchange, just like right. you've already experienced with your virtual assistant. Anything right. a virtual assistant can do is typically mm-hmm. a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. For example, if you had another VA that starts doing some of your buying for you, or maybe even this VA that you already have a relationship with, if they mm-hmm. have some more hours available, not only are you going to be finding these products, but now that you've learned to recognize mm-hmm. good ones, you can get online and buy them for me as well from certain stores. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. online and have them shipped to maybe a prep center instead of to your house. Are you using right. a prep center yet? No, we haven't used a prep center. I've got the prep kids. So yeah, you've got one <laughs> built in. Yeah. It's the bedroom yeah, down yeah. the hall is your prep center, right? Yeah. That's my work where my workers stay. Right. Yeah. I know. I totally get it. And a lot of people run their business exactly that way. But yeah. I think you could very quickly get yourself into a situation where a lot of your online shopping, especially is yeah. sent to a prep center and you don't ever see it. It's just turned into... Right. It just turned into dollar bills without you ever touching it. Uh, so those that's the low-hanging fruit opportunities that you have is get someone in place doing some of the shopping online, probably first, and then store to store as well, your daughter. That's going to help you start to scale up. And mm-hmm. you'll find the less you work, the more money you make at this stage. <laughs> really? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the next strategies. Just getting so busy with things, starting to pass some of these things off to others. And I'm thankful that we've reached that, that level, that we can do that. Yeah, yeah, it's just a little chipping away, and there's there's always going to be new systems and processes that can be improved. The list of things that we could do today to improve our business is going to continue to grow faster than we can ever get to all of it. But <laughs> you just try to identify those low hanging fruit, you know, the the wins, those big wins that take little effort, right? And, and I think one of them is now that you understand how to get a virtual assistant rocking, get right. one of the get another one in there plugged in some way to you know yeah. to relieve some of the pressure. Um, yeah. And then, you know, I, I don't want to say prep centers are the only way to relieve mm-hmm. the burden of prepping. You know, a lot of times it's just a, you know, a single mom across the street who's got some spare time right. in the evenings, you know, get the stuff out of your house, pay right. her a few bucks. You can now process a whole lot more. Yeah. Cause like I was saying, I told you I was doing just, I'm just shopping two days a week 
and I'm slowed down by, by prepping everything and mm-hmm. stuff. So yeah, I really want to, yeah, I think you're right. If I can get somebody to do that, then I can begin shopping more and then just more. Another way to think about it, Justin, is, you know, when you're out there grabbing inventory, mm-hmm. that's like the peak skill set. That's the hardest mm-hmm. to train someone else how to do, find that new profitable inventory. Or that you, you can train others to do it, but mm-hmm. that's the heart. You know, you're out there gathering, you're mm-hmm. worth, let's say, $300 an hour. That's mm-hmm. what you're bringing to your business. Right. But when you're putting tape on boxes, you're doing a $12 an hour job. So that right. $12 an hour task is keeping mm-hmm. you from right. a $300 per hour profit right. <laughs> potential task. Right. right? So you want to hang on to those things that are generating the revenue and, and stay after those and train other people how to do those and give right. up some of those mm-hmm. $10, $12 an hour tasks. Mm-hmm. It's not uh, saying it's demeaning and beneath you to say, put down the box tape. Right. It's saying it doesn't make financial sense right. for you to be doing $10 an hour work. <laughs> you can't right. grow your business. You could put 10 people to work doing that inexpensive right. work and really maximize out your system, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, I think that's where you're headed, buddy. And, and uh, it's just a matter yeah. of scaling from here. You're on a great yeah. track. Yeah, and I'm no, I'm no genius or anything at these things. If I can do it, anybody can do it. I just think maybe one quality I have is that I don't, I'm too dumb to give up and I just keep going. So <laughs> <laughs> that's a good quality to have when you got so, a, a workable yeah. system. You know, yeah. there's a lot of little challenges and speed bumps to this, but you yeah. know, as a guy who's seen a lot of business models, yeah. see a lot of things come and go, yeah. there's a reason we're pounding away on this business model. It just makes yeah. so much sense. If you're willing to do a yeah. little bit of the work that maybe you're not passionate about, I don't know anybody that wakes up passionate about several elements of this business. But if we're being honest, anything worth having is going to require you to do some stuff that you don't really want to do when it needs time, right? Uh, So if you can just kind of get over that little hurdle and Mm -hmm. learn what it takes, this is a viable business model for anybody. So I appreciate you saying that, man. But what else do you want to talk about in your business? Any any topics, any questions for me? Uh, You had some stuff in your bio that I remember was Um, of some interest, but let's go. Where do you want to go next with the conversation? Well, one thing that just came to mind when you were know, talking about if business is boring or not, I've been really ex- having a lot of fun doing this business. Yeah. And um, I don't know, I wake up every day and, and like I get excited, like, all right, I get to go out. Today's my shopping day. I get to go out and, you know, run around and do stuff. And <laughs> that's great. I get a meal that's paid for, you know, I've got to pay for it, but, you know, I get so much profit that it, it pays for itself. And mm-hmm. so, so I actually look forward to, to this. It's, it's fun. And I think a lot of modern jobs and things have taken a lot of the fun out of working. So I, one of the things that really blessed me starting this was that I can have a lot of fun doing it. And sometimes I have to slow down because I've got other things I've got to do. It's like, oh, I can't work right now. I've got to do other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, I know exactly what you're saying with, and I've been doing this 20 years now. And there's a lot of times where, you know, I like holidays and I like the, you know, the day, the three days before Christmas and the two days after Christmas, like nothing's going to happen with business. And I enjoy the family time and such, but I found myself really missing <laughs> the thrill of just serving customers and you know yeah. doing things that yeah. help the business move forward, knowing that I'm not only am yeah. I providing for my family, doing meaningful work yeah. that helps you know meet the bills, but there's mm-hmm. customers out there that are relying on me. And right. they need the services that we're providing, the goods, the services, the, mm-hmm. the courses, the content, the things that we do around here. Yeah. So I'm almost get a little anxious <laughs> to get yeah. back at it, you know, when right. I have to get yeah. away from it for too long. Yeah. I'm not a good vacation guy. <laughs> <laughs> 10 days, yeah. we're going to do nothing. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> I, I, that's not possible. Yeah. I'm going to have to be checking in. I, I, I'm not a turn it all off kind of guy by any means. Well, you know, I used to, when I first got married, I, I used to like video games and I, uh, I, I stayed up all night when I first got married, my wife fell asleep next to me and she woke up at 6am and I was still playing this video game. Uh oh! And I was like, this is crazy that I was doing this. So I gave that up. But then I realized, you know, I think guys like video games because they get to master their little universe and they get to build things and they get to think mm. about it and create it and grow That's it. That's a stuff. good observation. Yeah. And, you know, I'm so thankful I gave up fake kingdom building or whatever and started building real things. And then you get to strategize about it. You get to, oh, does this work? Does this strategy work? Oh, I've leveled up in my 
powers or whatever. And I can do more than I used to be able to do. And so it's, it gets exciting. Yeah. There, real, there's, real there's nothing more high resolution and immersive than yeah. real life. <laughs> I mean, and we are built to use a, a biblical truth that's undeniable. We're built to serve others. That's when we're at our peak performance and that's peak fulfillment is serving yeah. others. It, it's not hard to find people who you look at them and you're like, yeah, they've got everything that anybody could ever want. And they're kind of miserable because their world is all about them getting what they want. And right. I've known most people, they're just not happy people. They can pretend and fake, right. but it's, yeah. it's a very lonely, isolated thing to make your life about you getting what you want when you want it on your own terms. Mm-hmm. That's why retirement can be like a death sentence, you know, especially for right. guys. Like, I'm retired. I can do what I want when I want right. on my own terms forever. It's cool <laughs> for about three weeks. And you're like, Nobody needs me. I feel purposeless. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Yep. So this, I love the way you've said, like, you know, Uh this kingdom building concept of I'm working on something that's bigger than me that other people rely on and and I'm serving others and providing for my family and my kids are benefiting from it. It's so much better than anything you could do on a screen with a a fake, you know battle game or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) That's great. I love it. Yeah. This one, when you get points, they're actually worth something. So it's uh yeah, it's fun. you can. It, it's proof that you've served other humans well, as my friend Rabbi Daniel Lappin says. That's what those dollars are. Yeah, you know, it's, and you it's can not, save the real princess in your life, your wife. You know, dude, there's so. a book here somewhere. Did you read a book on this or something? You're, you're just the analogies are wonderful. No, but I did hear some book guy who was talking about guys saying guys like video games because they get to conquer worlds, they get to build, you know build themselves up in this world and stuff. And guys, I think we do like doing that kind of stuff, but it's not meant to be in a virtual world where we're pretending we're supposed to be, we're supposed to go out and fight real battles. That's why I was like it when you say, you know, we're business building warriors because absolutely there is a sense there where there's some challenges coming up and there's difficulties, but you can overcome them. And you've got to kind of have a little bit of a warrior spirit. You and, do. Uh, you absolutely so. do. And yeah. the enemies you'll face will surprise you quite often. It's things like yeah. your own government taking half of what you're building. Like, all right, yeah. I can't change yeah. it. So I'm just going to have to figure out a way to work with half of what I've right. built yeah. here. And so, yeah, you got to have that worry mentality. No shortage of things that you can find and, and use as excuses. Uh-huh. And that's one of the things I'd like to think that this podcast does is it, it destroys excuses. Like you just said earlier, hey, man, if yeah. I can do this, anybody can. I'm not even all that tech yeah. savvy. Right. So whatever that excuse is, I'm too young, I'm too old, I'm too educated, I'm too overly educated. I have a PhD from Harvard. I can't do these things. No, we've got people who have left doctors' careers and they were lawyers and they've gone into e-commerce because yep. the flexibility and you can build your own mm-hmm. thing and operate on your mm-hmm. own terms. It's hard to find a career choice that kind of beats the flexibility and the income potential yeah. of, of e-commerce, mm-hmm. right? So this, yep. this show destroys excuses. And I think you're destroying a few others with your analogies today. That's, that's well done, buddy. I love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a blessing. Well, what what else comes to mind? What else, anything else on your list? Is I think we could, you know, we could start to wrap this one up or if there's any other questions you want to dive into or any other topics, I think we've served the, the community pretty yeah. well with this one today so far though. Well, yeah, I think you've hit the, the next things for, you know, people who are in the same position as me is just to begin to, you know, give off some of those uh, jobs to the other people so that we can begin to focus on the things that, that we're good at and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Outsourcing, you know, the briefest way to say it, focus mm-hmm. on the things that only you can do. Do mm-hmm. only the things that only you can do, ultimately. Mm-hmm. And the, I always have to be careful with that advice because people think I'm saying day one, you do that. No, you got to build a profitable system first. Mm-hmm. And then with those profits, the right. first person you hire is somebody to go find... Yeah more profits. It's just what you've done. That makes the, the Proven Replens VA program a really good first hire. Not only is it someone you're only paying four bucks an hour, who's thrilled to work, by the way, for that pay rate, because it spends like about 25 to $30 per hour in their local economy, but you're adding profitable streams to your business. You're not yeah. just offloading inconvenient tasks that yeah. you find irritating. You don't start there. (laughs) Someone else can do the irritating stuff. No, (laughs) someone else can help me find profitable inventory. That's how you scale because you're not dipping into your overall revenue reserve to do so. You're adding to your revenue 
with those first few hires, right? That's the way. That's the way I saw that too. Was like this just makes sense because I'm you put in X amount of dollars and you get two X amount coming back out, and that's just as I've always scratched my head. What are good investments? Where can I? What's the next big thing? I just don't know what they are, but I know that if I put money into this business, it gets more out than it than Mm -hmm. I put in. Have you uh, ever heard the advice? uh, Again, I reference. My my friend Rabbi Daniel Appen quite frequently, but uh-huh. I mean, he has consulted with very large, very wealthy individuals with big businesses and huge success, all the way down to people who are saying, "Hey, I, I kind of need to make a little more money. I'm struggling here." His uh-huh. content is better than any I've ever seen. But mm-hmm. have you ever heard him address this situation where he says, talking to a business owner mm-hmm. who says, "Hey, I've I've got this reserve of funds here that I've accumulated. Uh-huh. My business is going well. My reserve is growing." What do I do with this reserve, this nest egg? Where do I put it? What do I do with it? Have you ever heard me? I've heard him speak, but I don't remember him that particular issue. On that particular issue, he says the vast majority of the time, mm-hmm. with very rare exceptions, mm-hmm. I tell the people who ask me that question, what do I do? Where do I put my money? Is back into the system mm-hmm. that built that reserve. That's mm-hmm. the best place to yeah. put it. That's the most generous place to put it because you'll be creating jobs, opportunities, serving more people, right? Right. It's helping your business continue to grow because there's no such thing as a steady state for business, for health, relationships, business, right? There's no steady state. You can't hold steady. You got to be growing or you're dying. So you're fueling life back into the thing that you've already built. Yep. You're scaling up. And some people say, oh, I don't want to go on that leadership journey with uh-huh. my business. I just, I just want a few extra dollars. What you're basically saying is, I want this to be dead within two or three years because that's not how the real world works. You're going to have <laughs> right, to stay yeah. creative, yep, stay yep. ahead of the competition, continue to yep. grow, experiment, fuel, change. Uh, because yep. at some point, everything we're doing is going to be systemized and easier. And if yeah. anybody can do it, everybody's going to do it. How are you going to stay ahead of that? So I think that's one of the services we provide here, Justin, is we help you stay two, three, five, even 10 years ahead of yeah. the rest of the pack. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's why I'm always have my ear to the ground with you guys, listening to what's going on and everything. And uh, and yeah, just listen to your podcast. That's why I heard about the VA and I was like, yeah, that's what I need. That's what I need in the business right now. And I could sit here and try to do it myself. I could do it, but it's going to take me longer. I could make more if somebody else is doing it. And mm-hmm. uh, it was, yeah, it was, a, it was almost a no-brainer at that point. Well, it's something I encourage everyone to do, and you're in a good position to do this. The math is actually pretty easy. You know your, approximately what your net profit is. You're selling about 30000 a month and your mm-hmm. net margins around 25% or so. So you take that number and you divide it by how many hours are you working right now per mm-hmm. month to achieve that, right? And you got a number. That's your hourly net mm-hmm. profit. Mm-hmm. So let's say that's 100 bucks, right? Mm-hmm. We do the math, it's 100 bucks. Mm-hmm. Are you doing any tasks right now that... Mm-hmm. Someone else could be getting paid something less than $100 an hour to do. Cutting your grass doesn't cost $100 an hour, <laughs> right? Like yeah. all these little errands, these tasks, these things, yep. it makes a lot of sense for you to become mm-hmm. the guy who's worth two or three or $500 an hour by growing your business mm-hmm. and paying others to specialize and get those yeah. other little tasks done. Yep. That's the path to... You know, mm-hmm. financial independence and and creating generational wealth and you know being able to buy a house all cash and as an yeah. investment and and do those kind of things versus just I need an extra thousand dollars a month to pay the bills mentality. Right. Those opportunities just don't last. So you, you've got to be aiming big, right? And this is yeah. me encouraging you and everyone else and myself too. You, yeah. you've got to constantly be thinking big. I want to make myself worth more money per mm-hmm. per working unit of time that I have. Right. And creating opportunities for others. And this allows you to do that. And I'm so grateful. I've had, I had a couple anchors around my leg. At, I won't go into it too long because we're running out of time, I'm sure. But we had a mortgage in Japan. We had another house in Japan that we still owned and we couldn't sell it when we were in Japan. So we were paying the mortgage on that. We had, uh, we needed a bunch of stuff under our house here in the States. I needed a, I needed a warehouse for all our stuff. And uh, this job, this Amazon business has provided for for all those things, we were able to pay off our house in Japan. We we're able to build like a little garage for the business, and we we're able to remodel, finish finish our basement because it was unfinished and stuff. It's just I'm so grateful for all the things that it's been helped. It's enabled us to do. It's just been huge. 
but you're right. You can't kind of keep it growing and it, it pays for those things. It helps with those things. Yeah, absolutely. You got to treat it like a real business. Yeah. We've got a few more minutes. If you had any other questions, anything else that you wanted to go over, I do have another call, like I mentioned before we hit record today, yeah, sure. coming up here shortly, but I've, I've got a little more time. I can't remember if there's anything else on your list that I saw in your bio or have we, we covered all the ground. I can't remember. I'll probably, I'm going to think of it the moment I hang up. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure there's tons of stuff I would love to, to talk with you about, but uh, uh, nothing comes to mind at the, at the moment. I'm just thinking back over the bio. Uh, you'd mentioned the the concept of um, kind of building an ark or an island of freedom. Yeah, talk yeah, me through that my, a little bit. Yeah, that's been on my heart for a long time, long before I ever came into this community. But that was one of the things I appreciated about this community and the things that you brought up is like, yeah, that's I just that really resonated with me because I didn't think about this until I had kids, and you start see what's seeing what's going on in the world and things, and. Um, you're just looking for ways like, okay, how can I raise a family in a society that's in moral decline and keep them from going down? And so you begin to gravitate to others who have those same desires. And uh, I think one of the things to do that helps with that is creating a business that you can involve the family in. Mm-hmm. And um, that's that's just been a huge, that's been a vision of mine for a long time. And it's been a blessing that it's coming coming to pass. There was a there's a, a Psalm in Psalm 119. It says, um, uh, deal bountifully with your servant that I may live and keep your word. And so I was thinking, Lord, if you want me to keep your word, I'm going to need some bounty. And the Lord begins to give you bounty so that you can keep his word. He wants you to live a certain way and he, he'll provide that. So it takes some diligence, takes some, you got to get up and do some things like you were saying, but, uh, but he'll, it's one of the best investments where you're talking about investments. You put a little effort in with the Lord and then he returns it. Yeah. Uh, The scripture is popping in my head is seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Right. And all these things will be added to you. Yeah. And I start out like, what are you heading towards? You're heading towards you getting all the toys you want before you die. Mm, Right. God may or may not bless that. (laughs) And actually I know the guys that got all the toys and they're not the happiest people I know. Oh yeah. But you seek a purpose bigger kingdom purpose. Mm-hmm. And God starts blessing it, and you use those blessings to do even more work. Now that is rewarding. Yep. And I'm, re- I'm reminded. I mean, you're almost verbatim describing with the way you just laid out the, the uh-huh. concept you were just describing mm-hmm. the content by my again referencing again my buddy Rabbi Daniel Lapp and his stuff's just mm-hmm. so good. But he has a yeah. he has a course. It's a mini. Mm-hmm. It's like a four hour, maybe three or four hour audio course called mm-hmm. The Gathering Storm. Have you heard of it? I haven't heard, I've listened to some of his stuff, but I got to listen to more because I keep hearing his name pop up. I just want you some other people I've listened to. So he's been the keynote speaker at our event a few times over the the past. I got to hear him when he he came there and I learned not to take notes. Yes. Yeah. Don't take notes when you're listening to a good speaker. (laughs) Pay attention. Yeah. Yeah, You can listen to the audio later. But uh, the gathering storm is Mm -hmm. the thousands of years old. And that's what I love about Lapin is he doesn't claim to be the guy that came up with these concepts. These are thousands of year old concepts that the Hebrew people have understood. It's ingrained in their culture mm-hmm. that it's some, so many other cultures just haven't had the benefit of recognizing. Even you know, Christians use the same book. We miss a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But the story from the Bible of Noah's Ark mm-hmm. is a time of moral decline. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's the setting. And mm-hmm. Noah is setting about taking actions with his family to help protect him from the inevitable destruction that's coming because of the moral decline that they find themselves in, right? That, that's the story, right? which is what you just described. Well, Lappin's content, The Gathering Storm is the title of it. I highly encourage you to go grab it. It's like 19 bucks or something, but it is how the family is to conduct itself based on the ancient Hebrew lessons from this. And it has to do with, yes, you, you have a home-based business of some kind, you have yeah. something that your kids can contribute to in mm-hmm. some way that helps mm-hmm. establish the family identity, mm-hmm. helps accumulate resources for whatever might be coming next. It's mm-hmm. ideally flexible enough that you can transport to another place if needed, mm-hmm. right? It's an arc of sorts, right? right? So it just kind of goes into those lessons. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a powerful thing that I've shared many times. I'm surprised you hadn't heard it, but you just kind of described that, right? Yeah. I mean, but but that yeah. is the story of Noah's yeah. arc from a business family traditional hebrew understanding that's the lesson that's 
kind of one of the many lessons kind of hidden in that story. It's a right. pretty cool, pretty cool resource. You should go check it out. Maybe I'll stick a link to it yeah. in the show notes, but I, I'm pretty sure I'm getting the title right. The Gathering Storm. Okay. Yeah, I'll look at that. Yeah. Let me know what yeah. you think of it. Somehow God has always protected his people and made a way for them. So, and uh, we're encouraged not to be fearful, but uh, we've been oh. given a, a spirit of love and, and of power and of sound a sound mind, mind not, a, yes. not a spirit of fear. So that's right. So that's yeah. what I've thought. That's one thing I do this business. I remember like if I start to get fearful, I'm like, wait a minute. No, that's not from the Lord. That's some from somewhere else. It's okay. You you have a spirit of love, a power and of a sound mind. So you can move forward. That's and, good. Yeah. If you ever find yourself making decisions in fear, you need to get rid of the fear, tackle that first, and get it out, and then proceed. All right. Mm-hmm. That's a great, that's a great tip. There's several contagious things that we can fall into. And I think if this community provides yeah. anything of of benefit, you know, certainly on that list would be mm-hmm. the optimism, the encouragement, the positivity, mm-hmm. the examples of people yeah. who are doing it right. You know, those those things are mm-hmm. contagious. Success is contagious, but even more contagious are things like fear and doubt and, right, and yeah. you know, that's the, that's the reason that they used to, um, in, in battle situations, mm-hmm. it wasn't uncommon at all. You know, the two, the two, yeah. bat- the two armies are going head to head and, you know, mm-hmm. going at war and someone would turn and run away from the front right. line. And it wasn't uncommon at all for their own soldiers to shoot them as they fled, not as a punishment for <laughs> fleeing. Right. But because cowardice is so contagious, yeah. you're going to kill us all. If we don't kill this one guy, he's just killed all of us. Right, right. So mm-hmm. the cowardice is the coward is rejected yeah. from the community with the death yeah. penalty, basically, in preservation yeah. of the rest yeah. of all, all, all the rest. I mean, that's how powerful these negative fear and mm-hmm. cowardice and these other emotions yeah. can be. Uh, so mm-hmm. you want to be surrounded with people of courage, right. of accomplishment, of positivity right. and and optimism and abundance mindset. Right. And that pays off. I mean, that translates to real dollars in your pocket to be around such people. Right, right. I love those themes, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, buddy. Well, I think this has been a good episode. Just two guys kind of chatting through and, and talking business and life and family. And, and yeah. what's the mix on your kids, by the way? I didn't catch. I've got four boys mm-hmm. and a young girl. What's uh, my you youngest? We've got one girl and four boys. Yeah, that's what we got too. Oldest. Yeah. Your daughter's your oldest. Okay. Well, oldest you had a second mom built in. The way it works yeah, with, yep. uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> the way it works when your daughter's your... That's probably why we're able to have four boys because we had a second mom, basically. Well, <laughs> we got four boys and then the youngest was a girl. And she kind of okay. plays that mom role still, but mainly uh, she plays the princess role of she gets what she wants on her terms. <laughs> so but she's a sweetheart. Well, we were blessed. My daughter was, was uh, yeah, she really helped with her brothers and she had a little vision for her brothers to grow up to be men and stuff. So we're, that was, uh, she's still around. She's married now, but uh, it's sad to, that she's not here all the time, but. Uh, changes the dynamic that the whole house just got a little more dangerous. I'd imagine there's only one mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boys don't seem to, they don't understand why mom's getting upset because they're, you know, they're throwing hammers across the yard and, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like I can dodge the hammer. We're 30 feet away from each other. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right. That's boys. That's yeah. boys. Keep them alive till they're 18. That's my advice for boys. Right? That's your yeah. job, man. That's right. So, well, it's been a pleasure hanging out with you today, Justin. Yeah. This is a, a fun episode for me. I'm going to talk to the listeners yeah. for just a moment as we wrap this up. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Hey, man. God bless yeah. you, buddy. It was it was tremendous. Yeah. But but uh, yeah. for the listener out there who hung out with Justin and I today, thank you for giving us a very valuable gift. That's some of your time. We appreciate it. That's the most valuable thing you could have given us. And so we take that very seriously. We want a big return on investment for you for the time invested today. So if you want to be a part of our community, our free Facebook group, you can go to silentgym.com. As we're recording this, we're at about 70,000 members in there. Justin's one of them and great families all over the world. Business building warriors, retired, single, young. We got some teenagers in there. It's a pretty good mix of people doing life and business in their own unique creative ways. But what we have in common is we're supporting each other. We're here for each other. We, When you see a question you can answer, we answer it. It's just a place of positivity and encouragement. We'd love to have you there with us. But from the bottom of my heart, on behalf of the team that creates these podcast episodes, thank you for joining us today. God bless you, Business Building Warrior. We'll have another really good episode for you again very soon. And hey, Justin, great job today, buddy. Thanks, man. Uh-huh. Hey, thanks a lot. Talk to you soon.
Hey, thanks for listening today. One last thing before we wrap up, a quick reminder. Now that this episode is over, get over to theprovenconference.com and get your tickets for the event coming up August 12th through 14th, 2022. Your fellow listeners to this show are going to be there. Successful students that you've heard interviewed on this podcast, they're going to be there. Over 60 coaches from our team, they're going to be there. This is an incredible event. You cannot afford to miss it. It's an incredible investment in the future success of not just your business, but those vital relationships that you need. We talk about all the time. This will propel your life and your business forward. You're going to benefit tremendously from this. Do not miss this opportunity. We've done it multiple times in the past. Over 98% of all attendees say, yes, I'm coming back. The event gets bigger and better every single time. Theprovenconference.com. There's a link in the show notes. We want you to be there. Do not miss this. We'll see you there. Talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.